This is Retail Retold, the story of how that store ended up in your neighborhood. I'm your host, Chris Ressa, and I invite you to join my conversation with some of the retail industry's biggest influencers. This podcast is brought to you by DLC Management. I'd like to thank one of our sponsors, RetailOpeningsAndClosings.com. In today's dynamic retail landscape, tracking openings and closings before they take place has never been more important. Having this intelligence is an undeniable competitive advantage. RetailOpeningsAndClosings.com, also known as ROCK, tracks future openings and future closings. Comprehensive, accurate, and reliable, the ROCK is your crystal ball and the key to making well-informed decisions with confidence in today's evolving retail climate. Hey everyone, welcome to Retail Retold. Today we have a special episode for you. Today, I do a fireside chat with Dana Telsey. Dana is one of the retail industry's biggest influencers. She's the CEO and Chief Research Officer at the Telsey Advisory Group. The Telsey Advisory Group's research team covers U.S. and international companies across all market caps in many different sectors of the retail industry. I think you're going to find it really educational. We discuss a lot of things retail as it relates to what's going on with COVID-19 and the coronavirus. But before we get there, I wanted to talk about something that, you know, you're reading a lot about on social media, and that's this working remotely. You know, one of the things that's hit home for me is that the human connection is really, really important. I've been in my basement where my office is really, you know, stuck down here working long hours, you know, working through all the challenges that the pandemic has caused. And it's, you know, you're by yourself. Yes, you get to do Zoom video calls, which are hugely helpful, but it's not the same. The human connection is so powerful. And I think, you know, there's a lot of talk about what will happen post coronavirus. And I think whether it's retail or office, I think one of the things, no matter what has happened, you know, I think the, the world will figure out a way to make everybody safe. At some point in the future, we will hopefully have a vaccine. But I think one of the things that will overcome is the human connection. We are not meant to just be inside isolated alone. And I think never more than now have people started to realize this. And I think one of the big boosts to the economy coming out of this will be <laughs> the need for human connection. And so as we're stuck inside, I, I hope you get to spend some time with your family. And really, you know, th- that's been my biggest human connection. And I'm so grateful for my family. And I hope everyone's healthy, safe, and hopefully we can get through this and get back to having regular in-person human connections. And with that, I hope you really enjoy this episode. I learned a lot. I'm sure you will too. And tune in next week for a new episode of Retail Result. Thanks everyone. Enjoy the show.
Hey, Dana. Hi, Chris. How are you? Oh, it's lollipops and rainbows over here. How about you? Lollipops and rainbows. I can't wait till we can go outside again. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? It is crazy. I mean, never thought that. I mean, when will we think we'd ever see a day when the world is closed? I don't know. It's really crazy. Exactly. And now I don't know about you, but the releases are coming out hot and heavy that now everyone's saying they'll reopen it's until further further notice, until like the coast is all clear. So anyone who put out a release that they were going to reopen on April 1st or March 29th, that's out the window now. And I, I'm hearing, could it be mid-May? Could it be end of April? That's kind of the dates I'm hearing. What are you hearing? No one's committing to me to any dates. Right. Yep. I mean, all the furloughs that everyone's being put on and business isn't just going to come back the minute everyone comes back to work because that's going to take a little while. And plus this feel good factor of getting the consumers back in wanting to spend when they feel safe and getting out of the essentials, getting back the feel good factor is going to take a while. I call 2020 the lost year. It's absolutely no one's hitting numbers. Maybe Walmart will hit their numbers this year and Target and maybe Amazon. I don't even know. You know, I heard I heard a rumor. I don't know if you've heard that because of the economy, a lot of people have canceled their subscribe and save items. Right. Yes. I've heard that, too. Yeah. And I've heard that um, overall Walmart, they're doing great in the essentials, but but in the some of the apparel and some of the footwear, I'm hearing they're down double digits because no one's buying that stuff. Unbelievable. Yep. So tell me about these calls. How often do you do them? (laughs) <laughs> so how often do I do them? Uh, I have had, uh, so I've been working, you know, on, I, I worked almost, I worked 21 hours on Monday. Uh, we're doing these calls. I'm having them all the time, all day talking to the That's retailers. Um, we're trying to keep lines of communication open. Well, let me ask you a question. If a national public company announces they or not announced, just withholds rent. Do you think their stock goes down? No. 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 And it, and it depends who it is in some of them. Basically, the way that the investors today are looking at it, what are you doing to save cash? How are you negotiating those? Can you get your occupancy down? What's it going to mean for SG&A? Because um, what's, the, what's the cash burn? They're all looking at how do you manage your income statement, zero revenue, and what your cash burn is. So I think what investors are looking at, they expect all the retailers to negotiate hard. And in this period, what's the least occupancy they can get away with and then come back when the stores are open. Interesting. That's how investors look at it. Now you got a bunch of analysts and whatnot. Let me ask you this. They default some, someone, you know, someone doesn't pay their rent then I default them. You're, You're a public company and you get 500 default notices that you haven't paid your rent affect your credit rating, your cost of capital? At, your at some point, you, would th- you would think at some point it would, yes. But one of the things is this, this is such an unusual situation. You may be hearing this for every, that for you know, 90% of the companies. <laughs> right, right. Because I, I don't think it's a one-off. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. So are they paying their bondholders? I haven't heard that they're not so far. But don't forget, a lot of the retailers are, a lot of them are cash rich companies. Yeah. I mean, especially in your neck of the woods, which are it's open air centers. Yep. And 
Are the retailers making deals with lenders? I think those are negotiations and discussions that are going on for those that need to. And I think a lot of the factors, I think a lot of them get advances and I think they're taking advantage of those advances in order to shore up their cash positions. Interesting. Yeah. I saw, I saw Ross pull down 800 million off their line. Right. Yep. They're all, they're all doing that. And part of it is because look what we started at the beginning. It's so uncertain. No one knows the timing. Yeah. No one knows the timing. Are you hearing anything on the supply chain? Yes. I mean, the supply chain, everyone is looking to push back any orders, cancel any orders. And basically there is some flexibility there. But what I'm hearing for go forward is that like right now, look at last week, you had Macy's and Nordstrom's having 25 or 30% off the entire website. And it almost seems a little bit like it's the wild west in the sense that the goal is just to clean out inventories as fast as you can, because they're not going to increase in price the longer that they stay on the distribution center shelf. And so everyone is managing and working with their manufacturers and suppliers to delay goods. And this is going to take you, to me, it feels like this will take you through the third quarter. How much, do we have any context of how much dollars or merchandise is sitting that is either going to be saved for next spring or is it, you know, cause while people are canceling orders, there's still stuff that's here that they can't give back. That's essentially toast, isn't it? Yeah. Well, when you think about it, Easter's coming April 12th, the events of people gathering and families gathering for Easter, all of a sudden what I'm hearing about is it's zoom cocktail parties, it's zoom Easter, it's zoom Passover. And so everyone may be buying a few tops, but they're not buying the bottoms and they're not buying, buying the whole outfit. So, <laughs> so, it's, so I essentially hope you have stock in zoom. I hope, I hope I everyone know. out there is stock in zoom. Exactly. So everyone is focused on what are they doing virtually rather than in person these days. When you think about the overall retail industry, it supports one in four U.S. jobs. It accounts for 2.6 trillion of annual GDP. We had a 3.7% gain in retail sales in 2019, and the forecast for 2020 had been three and a half to 4.1%. Certainly seems like that's going to be adjusted lower. (laughs) I would think so. On the digitally native brands, are you, are you concerned about some of these guys who weren't profitable to begin with? Yes. I think the digitally native brands, there is concerns about someone who were not profitable to begin with. The digital marketing and awareness that now, certainly with the consumer focus on essentials, makes it harder to break through those barriers. When we get through to the other side, there'll be demand for, for new brands, but now it's about hunkering down. Yeah. I'm sure it's challenging in the lifestyle brand brand world. Did Amazon see the spike that like the grocery stores and Walmart saw? I believe so. Everything I'm hearing about grocery, I mean, there's been double digit gains of 40% plus. What's going to be interesting going forward is it seems like everyone definitely bought goods. They were hoarding as much as they could. Now, over the next few weeks, given everyone's fully pantry loaded, Is everyone going to go back again for that or do they have enough? It'll be interesting to see if that momentum of buying essentials continues in the next few weeks, unless it happens given the waves that you have throughout the country where quarantines are put in place. I think I think I I spoke to one of the grocery store chains uh, yesterday and I think that's peaked. I also actually talked to an essential retailer last week 
who said, yeah, we're up 50% this week, but now they've bought 90 days worth of goods. Am I going to sell anything over the next 90 days? So um, that's, it's a great point you bring up. Have you gotten out and gone and drove around and saw any stores or you hunkered down? Um, No, I've gone out and seen stores also. I mean, you look at what companies are doing differently. Look at Best Buy. I have a picture of Best Buy on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan where people are standing six feet apart. It's curbside pickup. Or when you take a look at a Whole Foods where they'll only let in a a select number of people for for a specified period of time. I'm getting out there every day and walking around, but doing it at least six feet apart. What about you? Yeah, I am. So I'm in the suburbs. So I I'm driving around and seeing the wholesale clubs are still crazy busy. I, I guess it feels like they still have some of the hoarding going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe they just, uh, you know, they announced they had toilet paper. And so people are coming. Um, but I've seen the Starbucks drive throughs are crazy. You know, other than that, it's pretty, pretty quiet. The grocers, obviously, but the wholesale clubs. Oh, and then last weekend, there was a line onto the major highway out of Lowe's because everyone was outside doing gardening, I guess. Right. So Lowe's, it looks like the home improvement uh, retailers are really crushing it. Um, right. I'll give you a funny one. I had heard and I haven't checked. I had heard Ollie's Bargain Outlet brand opened a store last Thursday. That they may unique. be the only one that grand opened a store. <laughs> That was unique. I never, I couldn't Mm -hmm. believe it. I think this is going to be interesting, you know, because on, on my end, right. You're going to have, what are people doing? Are do you have the, the group who says, okay, this is our time to be opportunistic and say, you know what, maybe it's on sale today and tries to really steal real estate. Or do you have, you know what, I can't even think like that. I just have to hunker down preserve cash. I can tell you I've seen both already. Right. So I think the other thing that's going to happen is that the focus, given the connectivity that people have, which I think is one of the most important things, whether it's connectivity for work, whether it's connectivity um, for personal connectivity is basically certainly going to become key. And I would think that certainly the retailers, the loyalty programs will be more enhanced. So the efforts on personalization become that much more meaningful. So coming out of this, uh, the ability to to capture people because they're going to get cabin fever and they're going to want to come out of this. Humans are social beings to begin with. How we do it, it may be gradual, but I think that the more you know about your customer and their loyalty to you, the quicker you're going to get them back in your stores. When we come out of this, I guess the first question is, is the retail landscape changed forever? I think retail always goes through cycles and it always is cyclical. We, we had this piece where basically we looked at the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. And it's interesting to see that a lot of times the same retailers aren't there. But what, what the big categories are have changed. Could it be that coming out of this, the focus on athleisure will be even greater? How many people do you hear, given that they're working remotely, are spending more time in their activewear? That, that could continue. Could it be that we, when we come out of this, is, are they only going to allow as we get up and running half the office to be in one day and then half the office the other day? Well, that certainly changes the configurations that you may need. Could it be that when we, when we get out of this, all of a sudden, virtual is going to be more meaningful? And does the travel industry go on, change pretty significantly compared to what it, what it was? I do believe that physical eye-to-eye contact 
helps helps build trust, helps you know the person better, and you know how to negotiate better. I don't think that ever goes away, but I certainly think that curbside pickup, faster delivery, connectivity, online marketing, the way to engage is going to change from what it had been in the past. Interesting. And and do you see a you know, obviously this year is, is totally, you know, changed. Do you see Q2 21, Q3 21? When did, when is this the distant past? This is the distant past, basically a a year from now. I think that we're going to have a holiday season that people are going to crave and focus on how do you make being together even more important, it's going to make time, time key. And so I think if, when people can be together and feel comfortable being together, those events and activities, and frankly, what shopping centers can do to promote that, I think is going to make it even more important. And it could be families or groups of friends because everyone is going to stay distant in a way with that six feet in between everyone. Interesting. Anything else that you want to talk about? I know you are a busy person and you're probably talking to a lot of CEOs and, uh, Everyone out there? Yep. Don't give up on the physical. Don't give up on physical space. The tetheredness of e-commerce and physical matters. I think the big key now is staying safe and staying healthy. I think consumers getting a comfort and peace of mind that that we're going to get to the other side of this. I think we all have to have that belief to get there because we're going to get there. It's a matter of time. And so stay busy, stay active during this. And it's up to all of us to help each other get through it. And when we, when we do get to that other side, I think the brands and the centers that engage the consumer will, be the, will generate the biggest gains. So before you go, do you think we have a dip in e-commerce sales? Right now, what I'm hearing about e-commerce sales overall, I mean, you're focused, everyone's focused on essentials. The e-commerce sales are are doing well, but it doesn't make up for the physical sales. And with the distribution centers of some of the online businesses not activated, look at Net-A-Porter not activated, look at TJX, their distribution center not working. So it's impacting online sales also. I think the key is digital marketing to keep your brand front and center of a consumer's mind. Yeah, that's a good point. Digital marketing, keep your brand front and center. Mm-hmm. Everyone is looking at their phone these days. Are you, are you getting in any Netflix time? No, I mean, I'm so busy in front of my computer Same. and I've been speaking to everyone. It's, I think everyone is speaking more and they're more connected given they're not in the office. It's a little strange, but I think people are talking more. I, it really is. My, 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 my wife's like, it's very, I, I see you less now and you work from home. I know. It's just that busy. <laughs> very bizarre. I, know. I, I do miss going to the office though. I do miss it. I like, have, I like having the office. I can't wait till it gets back up and running. This is, yeah, I couldn't do this. I mean, do you guys have, do, are you indefinitely working from home? We just told our staff another four weeks today. We, we didn't, we didn't give them a time frame. We, you know, we said, we'll let you know when it gets back up and running our office building. If I needed to get there in there, I could and get something, but I mean, then you're going to get fined if you, if you bring your people to work. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, Okay. Okay. Listen, Dana, this was great. Thanks so much for the time. Thank you. Uh, I look forward to talking to you Tuesday. Talk to you Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Retail Retold. If you want to share a story about a retail real estate deal that you were a part of on our show, please reach out to us at retailretold at dlcmgmt.com. This show highlights the stories behind the deals from all perspectives. So it doesn't matter if you are a retailer, 
broker, entrepreneur, architect, or an attorney. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Retail Retold so you don't miss out on next Thursday's episode.